on, hey, bro. I'm trying. Keep falling. Keep falling. Come on. Oh! Oh! Good job, April. Woo! Yeah, so he has his own charity um, called Fishing for the Heart that he started um, a few years ago. And then when he became our PE teacher, he kind of incorporated the two. And so um, every year he uh, schedules out each class to go ice fishing. So it was really neat to see that as well. Um, but they do an all-day ice fishing trip. They um, we give them bag lunches that they take with. Otherwise, sometimes they'll even grow out hot dogs or something out there um, at times too. And he takes them all day ice fishing. It's really neat. A lot of our students have experienced trauma as well in their lives. Um, it's pretty common with our students actually. And what I really love is when you are out on the lake and the sun is shining and you know, suddenly someone realizes that there's something on their line and all the kids go running to see what it is. It's like that trauma just goes away in that moment and the kids are just free to be kids and to enjoy life. And it's really a special, special day for our students. Lutheran Special School and Education Services is a safe haven tucked away in Hales Corners, Wisconsin, that exclusively serves students with special needs. You know, there's there's just certain things that a, a Christian school can teach that the public school can't, and things that we thought were very valuable in life lessons. And in, um... Can I interject one? Yeah. Such as yeah. forgiveness for kids who make repeated mistakes, for kids who fail, for kids who mess up over and over again. And... Um, the, the school that he's at right now, they do cater to, even though he is in a, he's in a classroom with kids of, I'd say, what, there's a four-year age gap mm -hmm. with some of the kids that are in his own classroom. So he's got kids that are younger than him in his classroom, kids that are older, and they're catering the education directly to that child, mm -hmm. but also they're able to deal with the social issues right there on the spot. They're able to call somebody into the classroom or remove the child to, do, to work one-on-one -on -one with somebody. The public schools just, the public school that he was at couldn't do that. You know, also for us, it's been beneficial to be around other parents. Yes. Whose kids have struggles, you know, having come from an atmosphere where our child was really the only one in the classroom that was having such a degree of problems and causing problems because of his issues mm -hmm. that was just it was hard for us and mm -hmm. to to be in an atmosphere ha having gone on a couple field trips and talked with other parents and and sharing stories and what we liked about what was going on at LSS and things that they're dealing with and stuff and it's it's been really beneficial for us mm -hmm. to be in that atmosphere a lot of times Students with special needs are kind of, um, they feel like they're the student that's standing out. They feel like they're the student that's not measuring up. And so we just try to celebrate who they are and where they're at and then uh, find ways to move them forward in all, all those areas, academic areas, um, physical areas, you know, social, emotional areas as well. So they're trying to pro provide a, a variety of education and art therapy, um, you know, as a variety of field trips, you know, ice fishing, um, life skills, things like that. And I feel like the communication has been really good in terms of what they're doing and here's what the class is doing and things like that. Ice fishing! Woo! Woo! 
Fishing is just one of many therapeutic ways that Lutheran Special School and Education Services engages and teaches their students. They're unique. The entire school is devoted specifically to educating students with special needs or unique learning challenges to maximize their God-given spiritual, academic, emotional, and social potential. Hi everybody, Kevin Nicholson here. Thanks for joining No Better Friend again on our Right Idea podcast as we continue to explore the power and positive impact of school choice in Wisconsin. Today, we'll be visiting Lutheran Special School and Educational Services in Hales Corners, Wisconsin, and we'll be discussing Wisconsin's Special Needs Scholarship Program. The stories that you're about to hear are a great reminder of the critical options that school choice programs give to families when they need them most. And remember, children don't have time for politicians to fix broken schools, and that's why parents should have the right to choose which education option best meets the needs of their kids. And I'll be your tour guide, Amelia. Today we're taking a tour of Lutheran Special School and Education Services, LSS. This school is truly one of a kind. It exclusively serves students with special needs. According to LSS principal Jenny Stolenwork, 65 of those students attend through the Special Needs Scholarship Program, and the other 19 of those students attend through the Wisconsin Parental Choice Program. The Special Needs Scholarship Program is a program that was started just a few years ago. Uh, it, it works similarly to the Choice Program, where it provides uh, dollar amounts that go to the school that the families pick um, and it, it actually gives more dollar amounts than the choice program does uh, for students who have an IEP and have some sort of special need. Students IEP is an individual education program. Um, it comes from the public schools. The public schools will do testing for students and figure out their academic levels, their behavioral levels. Um, and they will base a program off of that. It will have goals and it will, it will talk about where a student is at and, and what they plan to do during the school year for a student to um, increase their skills. Um, and like I said, that really comes from the public schools. Jenny explains that the value of school choice is giving students and families more options that school choice just really opens up options for families. Um, the public schools are, are trying so hard to provide such great education for students. And in the situation at Lutheran Special School, I feel like the, the public schools um, that our students have been in have, have given a lot of options for our families. And yet these are the families that are kind of looking for another option. Um, and we just kind of hope to provide that niche for them. So uh, what I was really excited to see, again, was just how much families then can, can look and figure out what's best for them. Many parents like Sheila and Randy Schurz were frustrated by circumstances their child with special needs encountered in the public schools that made it hard for them to learn. Things like large class sizes and the level of distraction this led them to look to other education options for their son. And then they found LSS. I was going to say, um, our younger son is in public school, and it works for him. Um, we have found the environment that, you know, 
that he can thrive in. And our older son, we tried public school and we tried using their services for special education and it was not a good fit. And we really started thinking, you know, what, what are we going to do? And without school choice, we would have no options. I'm mean, to probably be homeschooling him. So you mentioned how the philosophy of the public schools right now is cooperative collaboration, collaboration, Mm -hmm. where desks are pushed right up and, you know, right next to each other. You're collaborating on all kinds of, you've got groups of kids in the classroom that are all collaborating on different projects. And to some degree there's chaos. We've seen a lot of the, 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 the classrooms within, uh, these schools and, our son and a lot of other kids that I know go to his school, they would not be able to function there because of too many distractions and... Sensory overload, sen- yeah. visual and auditory overload, and, you know, it's just the the attitude of, well, this is how we learn now. And it's extremely limiting because if you have a kid who can't read social cues, who is socially awkward, socially combative, just... A lot of different struggles for whatever reason, whether it be, you know, a diagnosis or trauma experience, just whatever their reason is, they can't function in that environment. Then what do you do? And without school choice, um, you know, there would be a lot of there are so many parents who felt, you know, completely despairing. And how is my kid going to get to high school? Because I can't figure out how they're going to get through elementary school. And we tried so many different ways to make our older son work in that environment and work with the teachers and work with therapists and school choice was something we, I mean, had not considered. And then when we realized that there was this scholarship program and mainstream education, as I said, doesn't work for everybody. And so lots of social conflicts happened at the public school. Um, Educationally, I felt like they could not cater to him enough Mm -hmm. because he's grade level in certain areas, but not grade level in other areas. And I expressed my concern repeatedly, like, okay, is he at the right reading level? You know, what can we do at home? I was constantly asking for supplemental work that we could do to bring him up to speed. And I, I didn't get any feedback or support in that regard. And that was very frustrating. So we started to feel like, I don't know, just, that the school was getting to a point where this is all we can do. And then we started to suspect that he had other neuro challenges. My son is neuroatypical. (laughs) He has a lot. Um, We started to suspect other things and we said, well, we're gonna go to our doctor and we're gonna have some more testing because we feel like there are other reasons why he is not um, progressing academically, socially, developmentally. And we said, well, if we come back to you with an additional diagnosis, what more can you do? And they said, well, this is about all we can do. And we thought, well, okay, if our suspicions are confirmed that he needs more support in school than what's currently being offered, what do we do? Mm-hmm. And so that's when we started looking into special education schools. Yeah, the, another thing that happens at the you know, for for our son is, uh, or that happened for him is a lot of his challenges. And I know that this is true for probably a a majority of the kids that go to his current school, LSS, uh, the Lutheran Special Schools. Um, His challenges present themselves as uh, social conflict. 
and and it's a lot of it i mean it can be chalked up to different things it could be you know for our son he knows that he is behind educationally and intellectually and so he tends to lash out well that social conflict doesn't fit well into the public school classroom setting and so the solution is if he is disrupting the class he can't seem to you know he can't fit in with the other kids he doesn't he can't keep up with them just even in the conversation the solution was to pull him out um they were putting him with the janitor to Mm -hmm. do chores and stuff which i do value his (laughs) putting putting him to work instead but the solution when he is being disruptive to a classroom can't be let's just pull him out because then he's falling farther and farther behind. Mm-hmm. And, and doing we a have, ton of work we at have home. talked to other parents that are also <laughs> taking advantage of this special needs scholarship that that was one of their things is they kept moving my my child along in the public school. They kept, you know, they they can't hold him back anymore. Not like when we were kids if you if you weren't keeping up, you got held back. They don't do that anymore, so they keep progressing, and then you have kids that are just so far behind that they've basically fallen through the cracks. the The school that he's at right now, they do cater to, even though he is in a he's in a classroom with kids of, uh, I'd say, what there's a four year age gap, mm-hmm. with some of the kids that are in his own classroom. So he's got kids that are younger than him in his classroom, kids that are older. And they're catering the education directly to that child, mm-hmm. but also they're able to deal with the social issues right there on the spot. They're able to call somebody into the classroom or remove the child to, do, to work one-on-one with somebody. The public schools just the public school that he was at couldn't do that. Kids with special needs, um, especially neuro needs, you know, autism, ADHD, a variety, a spectrum of things going on. It's an as my husband said, it's kind of invisible. It just can look like you're a bad kid. And, you know, there are teachers who can be understanding, there are principals who can do their best, but at some there are also principals and teachers who look at it only from disciplinary perspective and they see your kid as high maintenance. <laughs> and it can be very difficult to navigate that environment, even having an IEP or saying, can you make these accommodations and here's what I can do to help you at home. And, and it's, it's a very difficult conversation. And kids with special needs are more likely to be bullied. They're more likely to be a victim of aggression. I mean, even just, um, you know, an adult at the school assuming something about you. So to be in an, an environment with that lack of understanding is not good long-term. According to Randy and Sheila, one of the best parts about Luthing Special School is that while they still have an individualized education plan, an IEP for their son, he's actually receiving an individualized education every day. Jenny Stolenwork, the principal at LSS, explains how teachers implement individualized education into their daily routine. IEP is an individual education program. Um, It comes from the public schools. The public schools will do testing for students and figure out their academic levels, their behavioral levels, um, and they will base a program off of that. It will have goals and it will will talk about where a student is at and, and what they plan to do during the school year for a student to Um, And like I said, that really comes from the public schools. 
Uh, our students, many of our students have IEPs. It's not something that we are able to write as a private school. Um, so when a student comes to us, uh, us with an IEP, we love to have that document and get a base of where our student is at and to understand them before we really get to know them. It's really a nice tool for us to start off with. Um, but then after that, it's not really something that we use too much because we come up with our own plans and we really just try to individualize that for the student once we get to know them and we see how they function in our school and in our space and with the, the people around them, then we're able to um, come up with our own plans for our students. What Lutheran Special School tries to do is to individualize each program specifically for the student. Um, we do this with small class sizes. Uh, classes are full at 12 students. Um, we have one classroom teacher and uh, some sort of teacher aiding, some amount of teacher aiding in the classroom as well. So we try to really get a lot of adults in and working with students. We have volunteers that come in as well. Um, we also have an art therapist, a school counselor uh, that will work with students in the classroom and out of the classroom. Um, I'm in the classrooms a lot. Also, we're taking students out and working with them. So we really try to individualize it, and I think that sets us apart. Um, our small class sizes definitely set us apart from other schools as well. Um, and then, of course, being able to share the love of Jesus with our students uh, who have special needs. Our Lutheran schools can't always provide that, that because they don't have the funding to have those extra services. And so we're able to provide that for students, too, to be able to come to a Lutheran school and hear about Jesus as well, which is a, a, a big, big emphasis for us as well. I think having an IEP, an individualized education program, demonstrates that you have a need that is outside normal education. And that, you know, obviously, you know, you, you can say, here's my IEP, this would be an ideal situation, and here's maybe a diagnosis. Together, we have a unique individual who is not fitting in to the typical mainstream education. So that, I feel, is how it, the process started with the Special Needs Scholarship. However, we came to them with a lot of their legwork already done. Oh yeah, well that does we, sound right. We mm -hmm. had we had already enrolled him in a lot of different therapies. Yes. And had tests done. Yes. Of, uh, a whole bunch of these, and I think mm -hmm. of the other parents that don't have the means or the time or the knowledge to do to that. get all of this extra legwork done and show up to the IEP and say this is his diagnosis and these are his challenges and we've talked to therapists about this and we can prove that he needs help in these certain ways. That's true. There are parents out there that just won't be able to do that. Well, they don't have the time or the I mean the money to do it too because a lot of our a lot of the tests that we did were out of pocket oh, yeah. a lot of the therapies we did were out of pocket mm -hmm. and we showed up with diagnoses and paperwork and said this these are his challenges and we want the IEP to cover this and we've had countless teachers over the years say wow you're on top of things <laughs> whereas other parents they just don't have the ability or the, the time or the money to do it but I think it's also they, they, they're not even aware the point is, there are other parents out there who should be taking advantage of the special needs scholarship. And if the IEP is a roadblock for them, that's, well, that's a problem because they, maybe they, they haven't been able to get the IEP. Maybe the public schools are saying now he doesn't need, he or she doesn't need a, mm -hmm. an IEP. And uh, they, they could be very wrong. There's a mm -hmm. lot of things that are just, there's a lot of 
especially mental health issues that are just hidden. And unless you actually, the parent is able to proactively get the diagnosis and, and, and pursue the therapies and show up to the IEP and meeting. knows what to look for. Yeah, knows what to look for. I mean, her full-time job for several years was researching Alex's conditions. In child development, <laughs> child yeah. Development. I mean, yeah, we have, I mean, certainly if you're aware of those, you know, um, delays or disabilities or whatever in advance, you know, you're looking and you're trying to figure out how can I correct this? How can I be a therapeutic parent? And what can I offer my child outside of school? But when that isn't enough and you start thinking, well, the school environment needs to change because <laughs> it's not enough. Um but yeah, there can be IEP roadblocks. So LSS, I mean, like they don't, they're not required to follow the IEP. However, per the scholarship, they outline everything that's in the IEP and they say, we're pretty much doing it anyway because that's what he needs. Mm -hmm. So they use the IEP as a guideline. They're not, to my knowledge, they're not mandated to do it, but they do it and they outline it all on the form. And those are the services that, I mean, yeah. we wanted him to have. Not only is Lutheran Special School providing students with individualized education, it's also providing students with special needs a support system of patient, kind, compassionate teachers and peers who are committed to helping each other grow. The core values of LSS really, first and foremost, is the, the spiritual emphasis that we have, our focus on Jesus Christ and letting our students and our families know about him and um, sharing the love of Jesus with them on a day-to-day -day basis. That's probably our biggest emphasis, for sure. Um, we also try to uh, really work with the whole part of the student. Also, the core value just of, of seeing our children as unique individuals. Um, a lot of times, students with special needs are kind of... Um, they feel like they're the student that's standing out. They feel like they're the student that's not measuring up. And so we just try to celebrate who they are and where they're at and then uh, find ways to move them forward in all, all those areas, academic areas, um, physical areas, you know, social, emotional areas as well. Principal Jenny Stallmanwork explained how the school embraces each student, meeting them exactly where they're at. Lutheran Special School has a lot of different needs in the school. Um, some of our students really come from uh, a, an area where they're working on their behaviors, like I mentioned, um, might have some social emotional issues. Um, so we definitely have times in the classroom where anger spikes or things and they need to be removed from the classroom um, and worked on it. And when we do that, we always take them to a place where we can talk things through and work with them. Like I said, I have an art therapist who will work on art with students and get them talking. We have a school counselor who will work with them. Um, I will also get involved with that. And then once we help them to regulate again and to um, you know, get their emotions in, in check, then we talk through the situation and how could we do that differently next time. Um, some of our students are working on uh, academic areas and maybe have a learning disability um, or some cognitive disabilities where the academics are, are the tricky part. And so, um, you know, they just need a lot of support, so they need accommodations. They need to be able to voice text information instead of writing it down or, um, you know, whatever. We, we find a lot of tools that we can use for them instead to help them be successful that way. Um, some of our students are 
working on issues like attention issues, uh, ADHD, uh, some anxiety, um, just a, a wide range uh, of areas. Um, so because of that, we have students that are academically above grade level. We have students that are academically below grade level. We have students who are um, very aware and able to control emotions, and we have students that are, are that's the area that they're working on the most. So it really is a wide range of students. The best part about it was that when we realized that the classrooms were about 10 children, going from a class of 22 to maybe 25, 26 of relative chaos. I mean, even for the kids who are developmentally normal or you know, age appropriate, it can be hard for them to focus and concentrate. And to leave that environment and to go to a classroom of 10 where there's a special education teacher, there's therapists on staff, there's people who can pull them out for a break to kind of reset and then help them go back to the classroom and learn at the speed that they're ready at. I mean, that's just been an amazing experience. You know, there's, there's just certain things that a, a Christian school can teach that the public school can't. And things that we thought were very valuable in life lessons and in... Um... Can I interject one? Yeah. Such as yeah. forgiveness for kids who make repeated mistakes, for kids who fail, for kids who mess up over and over again. This. We see that it is very beneficial for our son to be around other kids who have issues. Mm. When he was in a classroom where he was really the only, he felt so different than all the other kids. And that just exacerbated the problem. He, you know, he, he would act out because he thought, well, that's my role. I'm the bad kid in class. Mm -hmm. I have to. Well, he's now in a classroom with other kids who all have varying degrees of, of issues. And, you know, in some way, it makes him feel less alone. They have set up mentoring situations with the older students to help them. Kids who have been a success story, you know, they, they've turned it around. They have learned how to, you know, get along with other people better. And so they are helping some of the younger students who are struggling. And that is really tremendous. And another thing, I mean, they, they also give kids roles within the school, you know, opportunities to help out, you know, I mean, that just to leave the classroom and do something else with another adult, that is tremendous. Yeah, actually it was, our son was really struggling at recess, just getting too revved and, and, and causing some problems. And at our suggestion, we said, why don't you try keeping him in and helping the, uh, you know, the janitorial staff to clean up after lunch. And, and he seemed to actually really, I mean, they, they were eager for his help. We would even get reports occasionally from the the janitor we would get reports from her as in you know he was very helpful today he was a bit argumentative today the teachers at lutheran special school also understand that the best way to ensure success is to work as partners with each student's parents well i have amazing teachers um they they are so loving and caring and work so hard for my students. It's just amazing to watch them. Um, I always kind of laugh that I say we individualize everything for the students, and I don't really know how they do all that, <laughs> but somehow they make it work. They, they treat every student individually, um, find out where they're at academically and work with them. Uh, they, 
they take on behaviors and, and help students with that and come up with plans for it. I mean, it's just amazing to watch them work. So our, I guess the biggest thing is that our teachers just really care about students and families. When I'm interviewing uh, for teaching positions, there's a lot of different questions that I have to ask and a lot of avenues that, um, that I need to explore with teachers. Probably the biggest thing that I'm looking for is um, a teacher that has a really strong presence. We have students with behaviors in our classrooms, and so they need to really be able to manage a classroom, have good classroom management, um, you know, be the person that's in charge in those situations so that students know um, this is the person that I'm, I'm going to be listening to. But then... Second, coupled with that, I would say, on an even plane, is that uh, I have to see that they have a heart for students and they'll, they have that compassion and they're able to build a really strong relationship with the students. Um, our, our teachers, I always say the teacher has to be the student's person. It has to be the person that they're going to go to, the person they respect, the person they want to please, the person they want to go to when they're upset. Um, and if you have that relationship with the student, then it, it, the rest follows. The, it's so much easier than to work with the student and to, to have the student feel that, that love and that um, relationship with the teacher. So then they are, they are able to relax. They're able to work on things. They're able to push themselves as well. So they're trying to pro provide a, a variety of education and art therapy, um, you know, as a variety of field trips, you know, ice fishing, um, life skills, things like that. And I feel like the communication has been really good in terms of what they're doing and here's what the class is doing and things like that. Um, there are opportunities for volunteering for not just field trips, but coming in and helping out with the class because, you know, kids like this, the more hands, the better, you know, for the adults uh, to get assistance with projects and whatnot. Um, in our first year there, we were getting daily reports oh, yes. from the teachers after school. Um, we would uh, stand outside the school, and she would tell us, this is what happened today, this is something you did good, this is something you really struggled with, talk to them about that. Um, For every And we're student. still, mm -hmm. and we, we've been there three years, and it wasn't, it's not just us, a lot of parents will come and talk to the teachers, and they'll say, this is really, we had an incident here, this happened, you know, talk to your kid about that. And now they've even introduced a digital component, mm -hmm. at least in our son's class, which is it's this class dojo where he's getting uh, practically a minute by minute um, behavioral report. They'll say he's uh, they'll give him negative marks for being disrespectful and positive remarks for or positive points for staying on task and showing Helping. respect and kindness mm -hmm. and stuff. And, and they're able to put within this. So we're getting a you know report every day. So all of the all of the parents are now a part of this too. Mm -hmm. So they're you're getting yeah moment by moment feedback on how your kid is doing, and it's helpful. That right. actually is something we did not get in the public school. There would be <clears throat> say there was a small fight, nothing major, but you know you come to school with questions as a parent. What happened? What led up to this? What can we do to prevent it? But and what's really interesting is the, the staff. Interaction. The staff is very proactive. So the, you know, the counselor at the school will come in and say, I can see that things are going, you're having a tough day. Kind of pull them out to talk to them, to counsel them, to help them reset um, before things become a problem. I mean, 
that's huge versus kid, you know, having a conflict and then getting expelled from the classroom. You've, you've got to go. So they really, conflict management, yes. <laughs> The educational experience the children attending Lutheran Special School are getting makes an impact on their lives and on their futures. The individual attention and love they receive helps them to reach their God-given potential. An example, we have a student this year who is a sophomore. Um, she came to us last year as a freshman, so she was pretty new uh, to our programs. and. Um, you know, we looked at her permanent folder ahead of time, and it was a doozy. She had gotten kicked out of a lot of schools. She had been in a lot of fights. She, um, you know, she, she just had sheets and sheets of behaviors and, and things that she had done in the classroom, out of the classroom. Um, and so it looked a little overwhelming. Um, what I'm so happy to find is that permanent files never tell the story of a student. Um, ones that were always like, okay, we have to watch this and we'll see how this is going to go. If they can, you know, fit in here with what we're doing, is this going to work or not? And they end up being our star students. So um, we always take everything with a grain of salt, of course, when we're looking through those. So this student that was coming to us definitely looked like somebody who um, may or may not work in our setting. And, um, you know, we were just eager to see how that would go. Um, and freshman year was rough. So she spent a lot of time up in my office. Um, she would holler at the teacher. She would uh, yell at other students. She would intimidate people. You know, it was a lot of that going on. Um, and when she would come to me in the office, uh, it was a huge attitude, and she would continue just really to yell and not let anybody talk to her and, um, you know, get very frustrated. Unfortunately, I ended up having to suspend her a lot for behaviors and things as well. Um, but uh, when she would be in my office and I would give her time and we would get to a place where we could finally start talking about it so often, she would just break down in tears, um, feel really horrible for the things she had said or done while she was in school, but just she had so much internally going on, so much trauma and so much sadness in her life um, and you know sometimes she would let she would give me the privilege of, of letting me talk that out with her um, and so the school year continued and uh, those behaviors started to minimize and uh, she started to talk more and started to work through things more um, and there was one time I had her in my office and she had been really mad at her classroom teacher Mrs. Hofstad, and she, um, you know, was going on and on about what the teacher did and how mad she was and all this, and then, again, once she settled down and we were really able to talk about it, she was like, well, I know it's because my teacher loves me, <laughs> and she oh. just kind of gave into it that, like, yep, she, she knows the teacher was having high expectations, but it was for a reason, so... Fast forward to this year, she's a sophomore this year, and she's like our star student, and she is our model, and when we have students who, younger students who are upset or who need help, you know, we'll often call on her to come and talk with them because she's able to help students that way. Um, when we have students with anxiety, we'll see her just going up and, you know, holding their hand or, or saying a little something to them and helping to settle them down. And she's just lovely to work with and she's, she's doing great academically and, I mean, just has come so far. 
Wisconsin's Special Needs Scholarship Program is an important part of the school choice options in our state. Most families with a child with special needs would not be able to afford the tuition for a school like Lutheran Special School. Yes, so we help them with the, the application and the whole process for special needs scholarship program. A lot of our parents haven't really heard of it if they're coming from the public schools. That hasn't been something they've needed to worry about. Um, so when they come to us, we, they're just searching for a special education placement for their students um, and, and don't really understand the financial side of it yet. So we walk them through all of that. Um, and I love when I'm sitting down with families and I get to talk to them about the special needs scholarship program because they were worried about finances and didn't know that that was an option for them. And so when I get to tell them, don't worry about it, your tuition will be taken care of, it's such a relief for them. Um, so that's my fun part. The cost of education for a student in public school with special needs ranges from $11,000 to over $30,000. Compare that to the $12,723 per student that schools receive from the Special Needs Scholarship Fund. Uh, the Special Needs Scholarship Program provides a lot of the funding, but it certainly isn't enough. Um, it, it takes much more than that to educate our students, especially because of the small numbers in a classroom. Um, but our students need a lot of extra supports as well. They need a lot of technology. Um, we have sensory rooms and motor labs and art therapy spaces, art supplies. I mean, there's so many uh, other supplies and things that we need and personnel that we need for our students. Um, so we were thrilled to be able to receive that money for the special needs scholarship program because that was certainly a help. But we also have to um, fundraise a lot of our money uh, to help the school run. Um, so I, I believe we are unique. I think in the Lutheran schools, we are the only um, school in the nation that has a program like this that's dedicated to students with special needs. Um, and locally, I know in Milwaukee, there are, I, I know one other school that provides uh, something like this to the Catholic uh, churches, um, but that's all that I'm aware of. There may be others, but certainly there aren't more, um, or there aren't many. Despite the funding challenges, they still try to have a little fun at Lutheran Special School throughout the school day, emphasizing the idea that all kids learn a little differently. If you asked him, he would be quick to tell you that he has gym every day. <laughs> That's his favorite subject. <laughs> well, in other words, that um, being active is important for them. And, you know, not every kid is into that, so they make accommodations for that. You know, not every kid wants to participate in... Anyway, it's not just about gym. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, our students also receive recess every day, all the way through eighth grade. Um, again, just we feel that movement is important. Whenever we can get them outside, that's you know always a bonus. Um, so we go outside as much as we can too. Um, some of our little kids, right through winter, every day they're out there. Um, we have to provide uh, coats, hats, gloves, boots, uh, things of that nature for our students as well. Um, so we always have extras on hand for them if they need that. Um, we take a lot of field trips. Uh, we try to do one at least once a month, and if we can fit some more, and we do, um, a lot of those we try to get out in nature, take hikes. Um, my PE teacher takes students uh, ice fishing every year in the winter. Um, he has his own charity that he 
works through, and so he takes all of our classes to ice fishing, which is just a super awesome program. It's really a fun event to go to with our students. This is on charity um, called Fishing for the Heart that he started um, a few years ago, and then when he became our PE teacher, he kind of incorporated the two, and so um, every year he uh, schedules out each class to go ice fishing. What was really neat this year was our sophomore class, our oldest class, went with our youngest class, and they were mentors for the younger class, and so they buddied them up together to go ice fishing, and it was just a really neat program, and, and great for our older students to take on that responsibility, and our younger students to get the attention from our older students, so it was really neat to see that as well, um, but they do an all-day ice fishing trip, they, um, we give them bag lunches that they take with, otherwise sometimes they'll even grill out hot dogs or something out there uh, at times too and he takes them all day ice fishing. It's really neat. A lot of our students have experienced trauma as well in their lives. Um, it's pretty common with our students actually. And what I really love is when you are out on the lake and the sun is shining and you know suddenly someone realizes that there's something on their line and all the kids go running to see what it is. It's like that trauma just goes away in that moment and the kids are just free to be kids and to enjoy life and it's really a special special day for our students. Parents with children who have special needs face very different and unique challenges when it comes to education and it can be difficult as they search out the support that their children need. At Lutheran Special School and Education Services they don't give up on kids. And Wisconsin's Special Needs Scholarship Program helps students to get the educational opportunities that they need and deserve, making sure that nobody gets left behind and ensuring that everyone has a chance to achieve their potential. For future episodes and seasons, please subscribe to the Right Idea Podcast from No Better Friend Corp on Apple, Ricochet, Luminary, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out online at www.nobetterfriendcorp.com. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm Kevin Nicholson. Thanks for joining No Better Friend on our Right Idea podcast. Trevor, how's it going? Yeah, we're Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Yeah. Ice fishing. Woo!